Welcome to the Patrick Real Estate Show, where we explore the fascinating world of real estate investing with your host, Patrick Switek. Patrick is a dynamic young entrepreneur and an accomplished real estate investor who's passionate about helping others achieve financial freedom. Each week, we sit down with some of the most inspiring individuals in the real estate industry and delve into their personal journeys, lessons learned, and secrets to their success. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, Bill Faith, welcome back to the podcast. You are officially the second, the first person that was on the podcast for a second time, which is honestly an honor. You were the first podcast to come up with. And now we're, I don't even know where we're at right now, but we're near 30 and we're bringing you on again. But the reason we're going to bring you on to again today, Bill Faith, is because you've spoken at the conference and you were talking about all these marketing strategies that I even didn't know that you'd have never told me anytime else. I was like, okay, maybe we should get him on again, help educate other people on the marketing side of things for the Airbnbs and how to really push to get to the first page on the ranking. You always stress about two, two things when it comes to making more money on your properties. One is going to be your page ranking, understanding what that is. And two is going to be your lead times. And that helps with your pricing strategy. But I definitely want to talk about like just your whole holistic view on marketing in general. And I'm excited to welcome you back to the podcast, Bill. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be the first person to be back twice. So it's like being the five-time SNL host, right? Yeah. I mean, there's only like a handful of those. Yeah, and Justin yeah. Timberlake's not even, I don't, maybe he just got into that, but I feel privileged. Thanks for having me back. That's awesome. We'll get you all five rings eventually. So all five appearances on the podcast. Nice. So you get a <laughs> ring every time you're on the podcast. Yeah, not yet, but maybe down the line. I'll pass on the pinky ring. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a custom pinky ring. But uh, yeah, I was curious. Yeah, let's talk, Bill, just for the people, just get a refresher. One minute, give a rundown of uh, your background and what you're doing. Yeah, I build short-term rental wealth, STR Wealth Conference as two things that I founded here. And then STR Unfiltered Podcast, STRnomics Podcast with Kenny Bedwell on a mission to educate everybody so they don't make the mistakes that I made when I became a short-term rental investor. Unfortunately, I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning, Patrick, that made some of those mistakes. And, and you mentioned marketing. Marketing is the cornerstone of every business. I think I'm known as the older guy that was built wealth, applying my business skills over doing 29 startups in the last 31 years. I've had 19 exits. That means that I've had to be focused on my financials and have an intimate relationship with my P&Ls, have an intimate relationship with my balance sheets and that type of stuff. But really the most important thing that's led to my success financially in business is marketing. And it's the understanding, number one, that people don't want to be marketed to. It's the deconstruction of the buyer's journey. Most people that are older, like myself, Patrick, I'm old enough to almost be your father. I guess technically I probably could. They still, they think of it as a sales process. And that's what I thought of it when I was your age. Mm. And I had to learn as I migrated through a multitude of business ventures. And I'm talking, dude, I was drop shipping fucking bikinis from Brazil when I was younger than you in AOL chat rooms and on Netscape in 1993, 1994. It was a different way of marketing. I couldn't just go in there and post advertisements, right? Mm -hmm. I had to build relationships. And at the core, you can go all the way back to the Mad Men days. It's really about building relationships. A lot of people we see in our industry say, book direct, you got to go to direct bookings. Mm -hmm. What percentage are you doing with direct bookings? 
that's all fine and dandy, but I want your listeners to understand if you are not a fucking expert, an expert in direct traffic, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, if you don't have an email list of 3,000, 5,000, 7,000 people, which means they probably stayed with you previously. If you don't know how to build funnels, you're not going to be successful unless you have the most unique, gorgeous property, tree houses and Joshua tree with lazy rivers underneath them. It's the cowboy pool doesn't do it anymore. Just having a couple of those swinging egg pod thingies doesn't do, that's not enough to build 20,000, 30,000 people on Instagram. So really where everybody should be starting, you mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago, is one, your rankings on your Airbnb and Verbo listings, the OTAs. Airbnb is Google. The ranking not only earns us the opportunity to be able to charge more the higher that we're ranked, but it also firmly dictates the revenue management side. And it's really interesting. I was at BRMA just a week and a half ago, and there are some incredible revenue managers that are there, but none of their sessions are talking about how rankings correlate to revenue management. It's just about using revenue management to increase rankings. It's one of the reasons that I hate those optimization platforms that are out there that are price-based. It's one of the reasons that I love as an, a marketer and an SEO, what Kelvin Ma at RankBreeze does. It's mm -hmm. not strictly based on pricing. Does that make sense? So number one, you've got to learn how to optimize your Airbnb, specifically Airbnb, then Google, or excuse me, then Verma, or now I'm having some brain fart. See what happens when you get old, Patrick? <laughs> Airbnb first, Verbo second. So Airbnb is yeah. Google and Verbo is Yahoo, right? So optimize for Airbnb, then we'll have Verbo fall into place. The higher you get ranked, the more you're going to be able to increase your ADR because you're getting visibility before page two, before page three, before page five. If you're on page uh, halfway down on page two or lower, you're dead, especially this time of year in the shoulder season and then the off season. It is required that you are on page number one if you want to sustain a maximum ADR. 100%. I cannot agree more. I have properties where like clients will, because I, I own a management company. So I have 30 listings right now. People will come in and they'll ask, hey, do you know it? why my property isn't booking? And the moment that we go through all those steps, we say, you know what, just take it and run it for me. And then I realize that they're ranked page 12. And I'm like, dude, nobody's seeing you. Simple as that. Let's talk about that though. The first step was, is you need to be able to measure your results, Bill. And you mentioned RankBreeze. I use RankBreeze myself. It's a great tool for measuring, but let's say that you do download RankBreeze. You do all the little things, recommendations they tell you to do on the optimization hub and all that. How do I get from page 12, page 15 or whatever to page one? What does that step-by-step -step process look like? Number one is you need to be the prom queen, the head cheerleader of your market segment. So if you're in Joshua Tree or Gulf Shores or downtown Chicago, you got to be the sexiest, most beautiful listing that's available. That means you need to have great design. You got to have great staging and you need to have great photos. And I know a lot of people talk about this and I've used the, tombs, the term super, like super property, super mm -hmm. portfolio, super life. Super photos is critical. I'll just give you a really quick, easy use case. Two weeks ago, before I went to Burma, I had Andrew Keller. I think you probably know who, mm -hmm. he, who he is. Yeah. Young kid from Chattanooga, Tennessee. In my opinion, he's taking some of the best photos of anybody in our industry. And he's expensive. 
I had him go to my Banner Elk property I'll challenge in North you Carolina. On that. I'll challenge you on that, Bill, because I have some pretty good people from LA. But we'll talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> so, but here's my point. I had re- I had really good photos for my mm-hmm. Banner Elk property. And I was ranked at the time about middle of page one, like between fifth to 12th on page one. And I'm not yeah. happy with that. I uploaded his photos. And then within about five days, I was back in the top four for almost every occupancy. I've gone through three cycles, did nothing else. No pricing changes, no cancellation policy updates, no removal of cleaning fees, literally just upgrading the photos. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, the, the first five, right? And literally my ranking starts to skyrocket because what happens is people spend more time on your page right? As a former SEO, like a legit search engine optimization specialist, the number one thing that we drove for with SEO is not keywords, not backlinks. It's literally write the absolute back in the day, the best blog article that you could possibly write. And in 2006 and seven, those were 400, 500 word articles. Today, they're 2000 to 3000 word articles We call them HubSpot Neil Patel style, right? With Mm -hmm. links that are built in there. So it takes five times longer because page time on site, time on page is one of the most important metrics that Airbnb is looking outside of purchase, outside of conversion, same with Google. So the better photos and the better copy we have written under every photo, maxing out every single character, that's what's going to keep people there and they want to see the next man. If the outside of your new place, which looks stunning, by the way, in Joshua Tree that you posted about a week ago, if it looks that fucking cool, man, what does it look like inside? The curiosity. Oh, my God. Right? A hundred percent. So then instead of the average person on Airbnb, don't have any science to this, but talking to a lot of people in in this space, and I live in that marketing space, and guys like Kelvin Ma, we're looking, they probably, they look like seven to eight pictures, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten photos, right? Most of us have 50 So if we can get them from seven to 15 or 15 to 25, Mm. that's more time on site. Yep. The more likelihood is they immerse into our property, they're going to be to convert, but also that's going to shoot up our algorithm. 100%. What I've also noticed is that first five are, it's not only the first five, but the first 30. And the reason I say that is because I think a majority of the people that will view Airbnb or these other sites are through the application, mobile application. And when you're going on a mobile application, Airbnb specifically will limit at 30 that you can view just by swiping because you can actually swipe on screen when you're looking through. So their decision to click through and go and view the rest of the listing is going to be within the first 30, more importantly, the first five, 10, 15. So there also needs to be a structure to those. And that's yeah. the second step where a lot of people screw right. up is they go in and, oh, I'm going to put the picture of my cowboy pool mm-hmm. and my outdoor swing with the mountains in the background. And then I'm going to go inside and show them my kitchen. Then I'm going to bounce mm-hmm. out and go back to the fire pit. Then I'm going to show them the master bedroom, but I forgot mm-hmm. to show them the ensuite. Let's show them the garage. And then it's just discombobulated. So right. you have to take your buyer, your potential buyer, your guest mm-hmm. on a journey. And I look at it like this. I've never been to Joshua Tree. I've never been to Coachella. I used to go play golf in Palm Springs all the time when I lived in mm-hmm. Southern California, Patrick. I'm not a redneck that grew up in, in Tennessee. <laughs> but I've never been there. And I see the properties that that you have and the Robinsons oh. have and some of my members and that type of stuff. I've been arrested and 
my wife and I are going to every national park. So we'll be there eventually. But what I want you to do is I want you to take me on a journey. Right. So when I roll into one of your properties, literally, where am I walking in? Oh, let's just say it's front door. What do I see right. when I walk in the front door? And this starts with image six. I want to make this abundantly clear. You put the first five images are the five wow factors, the five mm -hmm. most important things, right. the five unique value propositions, the right. five best fucking super photos that you have to attract me because that's what I see without clicking. But on mm -hmm. image six, walk me in that front door and take me on the guided tour, not only image right. by image, but also write the copy as you would be telling me. Literally, you grab me by the hand and you're pulling me through your house and look at this and look at the comfy couches mm -hmm. and the throws and you have the view of the whatever and this. And then you take me into the kitchen and the living room and the game room. Do it in order. Don't jump around. That's the next biggest yeah. mistake yeah. because people can't find stuff. The third one, and I just got it for the very first time, are 3D renderings. Specifically, if you have two mm -hmm. floors or three floors, mm. It's still important on a single family kind of ranch, single floor right. home, but most of my properties have two or three floors because I do much bigger mm -hmm. properties. We need to make sure that you're spending the money for the 3D rendering. Andrew did a great job. I'd never had those so before. Yeah. And so he uses Matterport and then literally mm -hmm. he's not only drawing it out, but he's labeling it. So mm -hmm. he's putting the dot in the line. Like I have a guest house in Banner Elk and he shows the entire layout of the entire house. I've got two full bedrooms with en suites, a full kitchen a living room. I've got laundry all in this guest house. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I just, the light bulb went off. Even though I've done about as good of a job as I can taking my guests and saying, Hey, here's the entryway to the guest house. It's on top of the game room. And we have this and that and the other. Yeah, now yeah. they see the whole visual at one time. Same with the other, I have three levels in the main house, mm. right? So we're talking really four levels of living space that people just can't comprehend unless you they can't. really know the property, just looking you at can't. image. So those 3D renderings are absolutely critical. So that's so interesting you said that. I, I didn't even think of that because for us, we what we do is we'll just um, build it out in the in the storyline of how the images yep. are placed or how we assign each room to each image and you can go through that. But I think seeing a holistic view of how all that looks is definitely super critical because if you have grandma that can't go up the stairs and she needs to be on the first floor for a room, there needs to be a room for her, right? The simple things yeah. like that. And Bill, maybe we can talk about this as well as like how that will help with the expectations for the guests going into the property and will drive better reviews. Yeah. It's huge. It's even applicable for you guys like out in Joshua mm -hmm. Tree. You got you guys right. do the outdoor Smokey's game rooms outside, right? Right, right? So you have to, you guys have land. So you're doing the cowboy pools, you're doing mm -hmm. the the barrel saunas, you've got the the swings, you've got all right. the shit outside. Domes. <laughs> so yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So that's a thing that I look at if I owned a property there, I would mm -hmm. have the interior 3D rendering, but I would also have the outdoor 3D rendering mm -hmm. as well. So I can see all of these different things. It's so important, right? So it's way harder for the the guests to conceptualize where everything is on multiple floors. I've got a beachfront property with three floors, seven bedrooms, an elevator, and then the main floor. And mm -hmm. they just don't, even though I put bedroom one, main floor, and that's really critical in the description, right? So I'll do main floor, all caps, bedroom one, king with ensuite, blah, blah, blah. Bedroom two, king with ensuite, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand it as well as seeing that visual 
of here's main floor, here's second floor, here's third floor in those 3D renderings. Oh, 100%. And I think that will, I think anything you can do and, and correct me what, how, how you guys do it. But for us, we try to make everything expectation wise in the listing. We're a national park. You're going to get bugs. You're going to get freaking coyotes. You're going to maybe not every time, but it's wildlife. You're in their land. So we show that up front so that if somebody has an issue with that, they don't book. And people say you're deterring guests, but really it's not because it's setting the expectation. Hey, you knew this going into, there's going to be bugs. So there's less complaints as we go through the buyer. The worst journey. thing you can do is create ET syndrome is what I call it. It's the expectation of this is going to be the greatest movie or the greatest right. day in the world. There's a lot. If you go watch ET today, it's such a dated movie. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But back in the day, it was amazing for a guy my age when I got to see it for the first time. Right. So I agree with managing expectations. Like in Scottsdale, there's an issue with scorpions that yeah. literally, and we, I have an issue with scorpions at my lake property, believe it or not. And it's very common mm -hmm. when you're on this lake. So we do let them know, Hey, there are scorpions. You will see them. Yeah. They're just like a spider. They're not mm -hmm. going to kill you. If this is a problem, you might want to stay at a different lake. We don't say a different property mm, because this right. is an issue lake wide. We don't put it in bold in image number one or at the right, top of the right. description, but it's in there clearly to where they can see it. And that's, you talk about expectations. I think that's something, once again, with photos, as you get bigger and bigger photos, mm. I don't know if you know who Sean Moore is from Bodicey yeah. or not. Literally, he's spending like five to 7,000 for every new property. And he's paying to have lifestyle actors come in, mm -hmm. staging, that type of stuff. And that's a whole next level above that. You got good, better, best. And yeah. it's, he crushes it with that stuff. But Bill, I think you still have thing. to maintain that expectation. Yeah. And a lot of us are, and especially right now, because we have to sell harder today than we did mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. Do not cross that line. Sell everything that you have. Sell it to the best of your ability, position it to the best of your ability, but do not cross that line and overpromise and not be able to deliver. Oh, that's huge. And I think that's why you mentioned also having those things inside of the house. And this is also part of marketing, I believe, is having those things inside of the house where you're not expecting it. But when you have it, it's a nice to have like tampons. Perfect example. You nice. You've been to... jumping on my tampon. Bam, <laughs> I love it. Later. I love it. Hey, tampons. Um, there's other things. I just... Thought tampons are so, great. Let me explain this to you real quick, yeah. if I can take a second. Go so when it. I was in the ground transportation space, I owned a $10 million limousine and motor coach company here in Nashville. Right. I was very lucky to acquire the only five-star, five-diamond hotel in the state of Tennessee as a client very early. There was a lady who was the rooms manager at that time, not even the general manager. And they, if anybody is in the hospitality space, and Miss Vicki Hudson was a Claydor concierge. If you know what a clay door is, that's fucking legit. Mm. I became really good friends with Vicky, really good friends with Deep Patel, who's now the GM there. And she's recognized as one of the top GMs in hospitality. And she had something. So I, they had an 18-point training list for all of our chauffeurs that we had to follow. We had to put name tags on. We weren't allowed in the hotel. We had to stage a certain way, dress, all these things. I said, hey, can I send them in to, when I have a new chauffeur that's going to work your hotel to get trained? She said, absolutely. We became really good friends. I remember I was in there one day and I can't remember what happened, but somebody brought me an ice cold glass of water or something as we were just having a conversation. Hey, Mr. Faith, welcome back to the Hermitage. I was talking to D, literally D in the main lobby. Mm -hmm. Would you like a, a, a nice glass of whatever it was, watermelon, ice cold watermelon water? I said, I would love one. Cause just like right now, we're talking a lot. You get frothy mouth, dry, whatever. Wow. And I said, that's pretty cool. Do you do that all the time? 
She's all, every one of our staff members is required to do two things every day. That's the only requirement every day. They have to plus one a team member and they have to plus one a guest. That is doing something unexpected that makes the other person feel happy. Wow. A team member and the guests. And she dove deeper into that. So I had her speak at one of my early conferences pre right, right. this at Bridgestone Arena. And she talked about the plus one. I've carried that along with me forever. And mm. I have to do a plus one. I want every single guest from child to the booker to feel a plus one when they're in one of my properties. That's right? why you have the two-step, right? That's why you talk about the two-step. That, that, that is going in? two extra steps, 100%. Right. Yeah. So that's where the tampons came in. And that was really my wife. Mm -hmm. I never thought about tampons or guys and the extra <laughs> toothpaste, the extra toothbrushes. Yeah. We have three forms of makeup removal where most people are just doing the black towels and we have all these different things, but it's also the, the same with kids and that type of stuff. We have books that are hidden to where they can find a book or even though games are in the game room, they have stuff in the kids room, all these little things. I'm huge in welcome gifts. And I'm not talking about just nuts and Oreos and stuff like that you throw in a paper bag. I have these yeah. kind of Tiffany style bags, you know, that I spend four or $5 a bag and they're branded and they're like gold embossed with our logo on a black bag or a blue bag. We give away sunglasses. We give away, we, and we tell a story mm -hmm. like Patrick, my first lake house, we bought it. We'd go down and I literally wear Gucci sunglasses. I have for years. And they're five, 600 bucks. They're expensive. Walk out on my dock. I'm not there for five minutes. And I look down into the water because it's so clear at the boat lift. Yeah. Boom. They fell down in the yeah. water, 15 feet deep, gone. I'm pissed. I walk back up to my mm -hmm. truck. I grab my Amazon $7 backup pair that I keep in the center of my truck. Mm -hmm. Later that day, I lost those as well. So one of the things, that's when I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving, I'm going to get branded sunglasses. But most importantly, like the coat, the croaky straps, right. I have branded straps that go with them too. There so we leave go. four pairs of sunglasses in the straps. It earns me the opportunity to put on my marketing hat and tell a story. Perfect. I'm not selling them anything. They're already a guest, but I want to tell them the story of why they're getting this when they check into my property. They'll it resonates with it. them. I'm making a connection yeah. with them. 100%. That is the critical component mm -hmm. of marketing that you take something bad you solve it with a, you solve the problem with a solution you share with somebody else. That is the epitome of good marketing. I love that. I, and you told me that before and that blew my socks off. I love that so much. Now, going back to the listing, how would you structure a listing to become a page one kind of listing? Let's say you did all the right things in the property and you're building a super property, which is essentially aligning with your end demographic of who you want to attract. Now you've, you've done that. You have a beautiful house, whatever, but I need, you need to get on page one on ranking. Mm -hmm. What are the elements of the listing that are important to be able to get to that page? View? So I've executed this flawlessly twice. And I'll go back to a lot of people. If they, if they know me, they've heard me reference my dragonfly property in Gulf Shores. It's still right. my number one producing property. I launched that on December 9th. Mm. I immediately, hopefully nobody from Airbnb listens to this. I, I literally had a couple's retreat before I, I launched. Mm. And the I had three couples that stayed there do two night stays over the six days that I launched. And they virtually, after they had left. So I got my three five-star reviews immediately mm. within six days. But I also had 
$25, no, $50 a day in Facebook ads running for seven days. So that's $350. So I'm driving traffic to that listing. Mm. And that's when I started the favorite Fridays in my build short-term rental wealth Facebook group that now everybody does. I love it. And I got like over a hundred likes or whatever, wish, wish list, list the, the hearts all within that first week. So anytime that you do a marketing campaign, any, and here's the deal. Anytime that you do an Instagram post, the first 15 to 20 minutes is going to determine the virality of that post or not. So right. one of the problems that I've had as a marketer, like I'm not great on like keeping up with my own stuff on social media. So I would be, I'd wake up at four or five o'clock and I'd post to Instagram and nobody would like it for hours. So I wouldn't yeah. get that virality. So the speed of what happens with engagement with a social media post is the same thing that I've seen when you launch right. yeah. an Airbnb listing is you need to drive traffic immediately. So you need to use your sphere of influence. This is things we do in my mastermind group. So right. literally we have accountability groups so 10 or 12 people, when they launch, when someone in that group launches a listing, they should be sending out a text message. Hey, I'm turning this yep. listing on at two o'clock today. Is everybody available? I need you to visit the page. I need three of you to book these dates. Patrick, I need you to stay tonight yep. and tomorrow night yep. and then do the, the virtual stay. I need to get these reviews. So it's this whole launch process of how to mm -hmm. launch a listing. Does that Dude, make sense? So That's like number one, right off the bat, everybody else just fucking does it. And then they leave it and they wait and they mm -hmm. hope we oh can God. take control. Yes. Nobody Bill, talks about that launch on. process. It's Nobody. critical. Nobody, dude, you are so spot on. We actually have, we call it the home launch plan, which you actually outlined before we even work with a client. And it's been, it's why we crush it. Like we got 20 K in bookings on a two bedroom. That's all in at $500,000 in Joshua tree. And the only reason we we're able to do those numbers is so the recent one that you saw bill. The only reason we we're able to do those numbers is because we have a launch strategy. We had people stay in the place. We had influence. Like we have a whole, from the moment we get the baton from the client, they're ready to go. It's, it's our turn to, to make sure that we market this even before it goes live. We have this whole strategy. So it's really cool to hear that you also do that. I don't think a lot of people do that in the industry, I've noticed, but that launch strategy is the reason we get so many bookings so fast and we pick up in the algorithm because the first month, Google algorithm pretty well, but I feel like all algorithms in the first month are trying to decipher the value of that listing. So the first seven the first days month, are critical. And then after that, it really, and, and the most important part comes down to reviews. 100%. So a lot of people will do the first three reviews just to blow through the, the 20%. Mm -hmm. But the reality, it's been not eight or nine months where Kenny Bedwell from SDR Insights, we were doing our SDRnomics podcast and he had done research and he said the, value, the real value of a five-star review is about 200 bucks. doesn't matter if it's a studio or a 10 bedroom or whatever it is. The reality is we need to get to 25 reviews as quickly as we can. And yeah. I'm not going to get into the whole strategy we implemented in my mastermind because it does... Anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> if you have a sphere of friends and people mm -hmm. in this industry that can help you get reviews quickly, especially if you're launching now mm -hmm. in a shoulder season in the downtime of the year, do not let your property sit empty. Use this as a marketing tool to get people into that property. Oh, yeah. And we also, what we'll do is also we'll double, double tap on that. We'll have them stay, have them get the night, but also... We'll have the photo shoot with the lifestyle photos happen at the same time. So we'll get more photos that we can add to the listing that we can, that for, for, for professional photographer, 
And so in that case, we, we have lifestyle photos that really differentiate us from everybody else in the area. So small things like that we do. So that's well. one of the things that, yeah. that I started doing in the limousine space back in the day, because I built like 1600 websites. Yeah. So we would, I would literally, I was out of the industry, so I didn't own my own vehicles, but I would go to one, a couple of my clients that were here and say, Hey, can I have your party buses or motor coaches, some SUVs? And we would literally go there in almost every decent sized town. There is like social media groups, right? right? Where all the social media managers, that's where they're trying to network for different jobs or they're communicating about stuff. You go to a photography or a video Facebook group, you go to a social media management Facebook group in your local market, could be Broken Bow, could be Palm Springs, mm -hmm. could be LA or Nashville. And then invite them to come stay at your property for free mm. for a Friday and a Saturday night or a yep. Saturday. And if you can during the weeks, even better, but most of them do have like real jobs. And mm. You tell them, hey, come, we're going to do a photo shoot from noon to four. And I need you guys to participate and create content for yourself and mm -hmm. for us, right? Yeah. All they need to do is do this. They're going to be doing selfie videos and TikToks and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But then you have your actors, your actresses, everybody to be in your lifestyle content. And they're going to create mm -hmm. a lot of great content for you oh, yeah. for social media. Then you let them stay there. So you got mm -hmm. 12 to four. That day's blocked out. That's your photo shoot. That's your video right. shoot. Then right. you leave and they get to hang out and stay in the property on Friday and Saturday night. There That's you how you create your content. Because one of the big problems, one of the reasons that most of you are not doing social media content for your properties is because you don't have time. You self-manage remotely. You don't mm -hmm. live there. You don't have access to the property. Your cleaner can't create that content, but you can knock literally six months to a year's worth of content mm -hmm. out in literally four hours while you're photo shooting the property. The problem is if you let somebody go there on their own and they check in, then they have bags and they're, the beds get messed up. The pillows aren't staged. You got to do it before that part happens. Yep. Yep. No, that's so We do the same thing. We do it prior to launch as well. So that we'll do one after and one before. And the one before is the one where we're not losing on revenue. It's not even launched yet, but right. so it's not like a big deal to have them stay there. And so I think small things like that, LA personally, I've seen that people, people that are in the media photographer, all that kind of space, they tend to be a little bit more fluid in their work schedule. So we'll get them during the weekdays, but that might be right. different for other markets. That's cool. So let's, we talked about the listing. We talked about the launch and how that's really important. What are some more advanced strategies that we can deploy to really build that first page ranking exposure? I spend $2 a day for every property, just driving traffic to every one of my listings via Facebook ads. I'll rotate that from my top five markets. I could be in the Gulf Shores market. I could be in St. Louis or maybe Nashville, Chicago, Dallas, a couple of Indianapolis. Those are my right. top five markets and just rotate the targeting geographically. Um, not really looking for bookings. They do happen, but the reality is just to keep them. Every one of my properties, except for one of my entire portfolio owned and co-hosted is on page one right now. Over 60% of those are in the top five consistently, and it varies, but the top five consistently based on the occupancies that we desire. So the other thing is really focusing on your occupancy. A lot of people are just looking for ranking, but you got to understand there's the combination of the number of variations that happen within a search on right. Airbnb is in the, in the tens of thousands just by checking hot tub or not checking hot tub mm -hmm. or pets or no pets or whatever it is. So you got to look at your occupancy level. You need to really understand what the amenities are that you have and 
your competitors have, and then you leverage that against them. So everything that I'm doing as an advanced marketer, I'm always looking. The number one thing, Patrick, is just look and create opportunities for marketing, mm -hmm. right? So from a technical standpoint, the most advanced thing to do, in my opinion, is lookalike lists on Facebook. Yeah. So you should be capturing emails. If you're not capturing emails, you need to start. If you're only capturing the booker's email, then you need to be using StayFi to capture everybody that stays in your property. Just like staying mm -hmm. at a hotel or a Starbucks, everybody has to log in to gain access to the Wi-Fi because there's nothing more important to a marketer than our email list. Get one, it gives me the opportunity to be able to email them. I can funnelize them, send multiple emails, a chain of emails, a sequence. But I also get to take that ideal guest that has stayed in my property and take that list and upload it into my Facebook business manager where, my, where I run my ads and say, hey, Facebook, can you find everybody in this area? Could be within a five-mile trade radius of the house. I could go to like in Gulf Shores. I could go to Dallas and St. Louis and Indianapolis, Chicago and Nashville, my top markets, and say, hey, Facebook, you're the smartest algorithm on the planet. You have can all the data. <laughs> What's that? You have all the data. Yeah. Right? Can you find everybody in this market that matches my ideal guest mm -hmm. that's already stayed at my property at a 99.9% .9 match. And Facebook says, yes, Bill, I can. And then all of a sudden I click a button and was Holy fuck. <laughs> I have 10,000 people that I can send Facebook ads to that match my exact buyer persona. It's wealthy Wendy. Wealthy Wendy lives in the suburbs. Her home's worth between a million dollars plus. Family income's half a million dollars plus. She plays tennis. Her husband plays golf. They love wine. They love travel. She drives mm -hmm. a Range Rover. He drives a Mercedes. Yep. It's exactly the same as the people that have already stayed at my property. Yep. My demographic is so different than Patrick's demographic, mm -hmm. which I got to imagine is skewed millennial, skewed Gen Z, yep. coming out of OC. The people yep. that are coming to Patrick's place literally probably live in Irvine because they can't afford to live in Laguna, right? Or they're going to be in one of those tertiary cities. They're spending $4,000 a month and have three or four roommates to be closer to the ocean in Orange mm -hmm. County. So they're willing to bring four or five friends to split the cost to stay with Patrick for $3,000 for a Friday yep. and a Saturday night. You have to know that and then you can target them. That's why people in Palm Springs, like if you're older, if you're older demographic, you tend to go to Palm Springs. It's more luxury. It's more You go to Coachella and yeah, you go to out Coachella. to Joshua. I go to Palm Springs. I get yeah, it. You're yeah, calling yeah. me old. <laughs> that's why Bill went to golf in Palm Springs. And that's why all the cool cats are going to uh, Joshua Tree. No, all jokes. But but I, I get that. That's so cool with that perspective. I think the, the biggest thing, Bill, that you've been doing and that has been critical for this space is building out market my str which we'll talk i want to talk a little bit more about that and not only because i think that like i'm going to get a referral fee or whatever for referring people no it's it's genuinely a product that i use personally because it's so hard to create all the facebook ads all the freaking marketing materials every it's like it's just so much especially from somebody that doesn't come from a business world and so many tools you have to use to even get into it. So the barrier of entry is really high. So if I'm Patrick and I only own five properties, like why would I want to buy 20 different software subscriptions to even do this whole advanced marketing tactic? So that's why I love the whole idea of marketing ICR being like literally all in one, which is so cool. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about how the, the philosophy of why you've de been developing that and like what, how you use that within your own infrastructure with what you do? 
Yeah, it's really simple. If anybody's ever heard of HubSpot before, I was customer 33 in, at HubSpot back in the day with my ground transportation company. If I didn't have HubSpot, I wouldn't have been able to build a, a $11 million limousine and motor coach business. And HubSpot was the one, I don't want to call it the first. It was the the nouveau reach, the new all-in-one marketing platform back in late 2006, 2007. I used that all the way through 2017. It became un unaffordable after they went public, unfortunately. But you had your social media, email marketing, website mm -hmm. landing page builder, uh, CRM after Salesforce invested into them, pre-IPO, all of these different things. When I couldn't afford it anymore, my costs were getting like $4,000 a month for a tool. And I got into this space, I was using lead pages for my landing pages because nobody mm -hmm. should have a full, you should have a website, but when you're driving traffic, social media, email, whatever you want, one property, one page, it's called a sales page. We can talk about more about that later. But so I have a sales page for each one of my properties. That's lead pages. I had active campaign for my email marketing. Lead pages was like $75 a month. My email marketing for MailChimp, you guys might have MailChimp or constant contact or whatever. I got up to about 6,000 people on my email list. That was like $200 a month. I do text messaging. So I had simple texting. That was $99 a month. I had a CRM when I got into co-hosting business. I was using Pipedrive. That's $25 a month per user. So when you couple all of these costs together and everything's disjointed, you got to use Zaps to get everything back together into one spot. Oh, yeah. Vimeo for uh, my video hosting was like 50 or 60 bucks a month. So and the website hosting too, right? Yeah, exactly. So now yeah. I literally met Scott Hill, my business partner. I'd known him for years, but we really didn't know what we did. Our daughters played travel soccer together. We're down in Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what type, what, what type of marketing do you do? He's all, I have this software that I built for Grant Cardone and his sales coaches and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Everybody mentions Grant Cardone. And I'm like, really? How, who do you deal with there? He's this lady named, I think Kelly or whatever. What's her last name? I said, have you ever spoken to Grant? He's all, no, whatever. And then I showed him a picture of me and Grant in, actually in Burbank at the Burbank airport, <laughs> standing in front of his jet where it says GC on yeah. the back of it, giving each other a hug. He's like, Grant? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to fucking verify, you know, that you're really working with him. He's all, here's the email. Here's my contact, blah, blah. I verified it. He was 100% legit. And we took what he was building for Grant Cardone. And then we re-white labeled it for Market My STR. But the difference is, it's more than an all-in-one platform. You got your text messaging, your email marketing, your social media management. You can do uh, email funnels. And most importantly for people, you don't need to go spend a thousand or five thousand dollars for a website. You get all my templates that are already pre-built. You get That's my website thing. templates, my sales page templates, my email funnelized templates that you have. Everything is included inside of that, so it's just plug and play. And if you do want a website, Market My STR will build it for you for three hundred eighty-five bucks. Literally, we're not talking you know 1500 we're not talking is? 2000 385 dollars for a five-page website that's, that's insane I, it was an all-in-one platform what's just that for reference our company paid five grand for a website just for reference yep and <laughs> you've seen my templates and everything that that's i build I, I put in there right plus there's 24 7 customer support that was a big deal for me and scott went through the gauntlet of when i announced market my str and launched it and we had almost just under 500 customers in four weeks and he has a team of nine that does the support they're true 24 7 sunday night at 11 p.m wednesday morning at 4 a.m or at whatever time zone they're going to be there to help you that was right. a huge tenant for me but now it saved me about 75 percent of my time because i have everything together under one umbrella 
and at your property managing, right? Hopefully you're using the CRM in your sales process to trigger yes. emails, track pipeline. You it can is separate those two. So you can separate 100%. what you, for your pipeline, for your property management. So like, for example, we built out this template where every time that somebody submits through the website, it automatically texts them. And it, I know the timeliness is everything in the sales process. I think there is something Venturi said about how you lose the opportunity to sell after like even an hour or even yeah. a day. So I, I want to get there right away. And then I get notified through my text. And so it's like, hey, Sarah, thank you for inquiring. I'm going to let the Patrick and Josh know they'll be reaching out soon. A hundred percent. You have, you can set, you can, you don't need to pay for Calendly because you can do the calendar yeah. invites through there. You yeah. have a, I call it a ghost number. Scott corrects me. That's not what it's called, but you have a private phone number, like a Google voice number mm -hmm. to where your VAs can even talk to your guests. If you want them to, you don't have to give your numbers. It's an incredible yeah. tool that is ridiculously affordable. It's one of the things there are other softwares in our industry that are way overpriced. And yeah. I think, you know, me well enough. I wanted to make it accessible for everybody, even for somebody that only owns one or two properties. That's so thing. that's why I've given my templates away. That's why the training and the tutorials, the white glove service is easy for everybody to get set up. Yeah. There's, you don't have to pay for web hosting, any of that type of stuff. If you're on a WordPress site, we can literally, we can migrate you into the marketing platform. That's so what it's, happened with me. Yeah. It's what it's website <laughs> yeah. hosting. It's sales page hosting. It's video hosting. You don't have to pay for Vimeo or any of that type of stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. It's got everything. Social that's why it's video. an all-in-one marketing platform. And if anybody is a, a digital marketer like me or, or Patrick, it is HubSpot meets ClickFunnels meets Salesforce. All three of those are combined. 100%. So cool. Awesome product. Now, how can people actually utilize it? How can we actually, as a, just a basic user, like what are the easiest things, the lowest barrier of entry to actually be able to get the high ROI of using this product or other products if you want to go down the route and spend all that money to be able to market as an advanced marketer? Yeah, there's just a couple of simple things. That's what we call the four, the core four things that every host should be doing. If I love owner res, they have the best booking widget from a conversion standpoint. Doesn't matter if you're on owner res, hospitable, guesty, streamlined, whatever. If you're using the free web hosting for your direct bookings, your conversion rate is going to be extremely low. So get on market my STR. We can import it. We can rebuild it for you, whatever. So that way you get a slick, beautiful, high converting sales page or website for your short-term rental. Number two is email marketing. So I have the whole funnelization, Patrick men mentioned text messaging of sending emails and text messages. It's the 200 day funnel from the point that a guest checks out for the next 200 days mm -hmm. to where you're nurturing them to come back and book with you. If you have one property or existing property, if you're like me and you have multiple all over the country from Montana to North Carolina, then you can introduce them through that whole stage and that funnel to bring them back. That's why I do 41% direct bookings year to date in 2023. Those are the two basic things. If you incorporate text messaging, and then if you do want to get into social media and you learn how to batch out and create batch content, that's like a lot of content at one time, there's a social media scheduler. So you can go and schedule a year in advance for your social media. I think Libby Hayes, who's yeah. my social media brand manager, pretty new, a couple months. I've been doing this for a long time. If you can create and batch content, then you go in and you schedule. So what I do, like my personal stuff that I handle, I go and I schedule on Sunday nights. I'll create content all through the week. Then I'll go and I'll, I'll keep it in a folder on my phone, put it in Google Drive, 
or a Dropbox, and then I pull it up and I spend about an hour scheduling a week's worth of content. That's how you can do social media in less than an hour a week. Those are really the three most important things that I see for a smaller host, a smaller entrepreneur that might have one, two, three, four, five properties. It's not into marketing a whole lot. And then you can get into some of the more advanced stuff behind that. Yeah, hundred percent. Those three are just, I feel like they're super easy. I feel like doing the lookalike audience is also pretty nice, but yeah, but you got to know how to run Facebook ads first. True. However, we need to get an email list to even begin with. How do we get an email list? One, you need to be on a PMS and be grabbing the emails when people check into your property from the booker. But if anybody, if you haven't heard of StayFi, I use them in all of my property. So that way, when somebody comes and basically they, every guest, my, most of my properties are large, but even if you only have two bedrooms and you're putting four to six people in that, you're going to grow. If you have a six occupancy on a two bedroom, just grabbing the booker, you get one email. When you have stay by, you get all six. That's growing your email list at five X, five times yep. faster, right? So the email list is the most valuable asset you'll ever have in marketing when you own a business. So I would do stay by, it replaces your router instead of buying an Eero or a TP link or an Orby or whatever, just go in and, and go buy it from Arthur. It's like a hundred bucks for a router, $5 a month or something. And that a lot of people get hung up, Patrick, with small mindset. That, oh, I don't want I don't have to pay $5 a month for a router from when I go buy it from Best Buy or Amazon. No shit. But you're also only going to get one email from one email from each guest that books with you. That, so that if you want to grow that email list at five so or six X, I would use stay five. Okay. Just quick email. What is the value of one email? Have you guys done any data or analysis? on that, That's so random based so on random. different okay. properties I'm and that type of stuff. And, and honestly, it really comes down to how well you're, you end up marketing. Cool. So just wrapping up things, man, do you have any tips or advice you want to close this off? Things that people might not know about marketing that you want to leave people here with before we close it off on this podcast? Yeah, I'll give it, give the most important thing. And it's just get really good at one thing. So like I would suggest get really good at listing optimization. If you're going to do off-platform marketing, get really good at email. I've done 50% of the work for you. If you get into market my SDR, that's pretty easy. But at the end of the day, nail the basics and just be really good at it. You don't need to do a whole lot of extravagant type of marketing in this business. You need to be present you need to be active. You need to be consistent on a daily basis. That's really where, where my marketing differs from a lot of people. A lot of people do one-off campaigns when it gets slow and that type of stuff. I'm consistently marketing my properties every day, 365 days a year, every single week, every single month, every single quarter, all year long. High season, low season, same deal. Yeah. At the end of the day, the biggest mistake people do is that they start marketing when they need something. So they market when it's slow. And the reality is you have such a minimal amount of eyeballs and you're booking lead time as a core metric. So yep. if you're getting booked 70 days in advance and it's today, we're literally Halloween when we're recording this. So let's just call it November 1st, 30 days. We're at October 1st, 60 mm -hmm. days. We're at September 1st. We're in the middle of, we're still in summer when most people should be booking these days, the yep. middle to latter part of August is a typical market lead time. It could even be closer to a hundred days to the beginning of August, even into July. So if we take that into consideration, you are marketing in the summer for fall. You should, just like when you go into a clothing store, what do you see today? Right now in the fall, we see winter clothes, but right after Christmas, what happens in January? You would think that people are bringing in 
winter coats and stuff. No, they, we've already bought that stuff. Right. So mm. now the shorts and the tank tops and the halter tops and that type of stuff. So when you see retailers trend, that's when you need to start to trend into yep. the next season. So it's, you'll watch me every Christmas morning, get done with presents, get done with opening presents and then doing breakfast with the family. And then here comes Bill. It's a live broadcast in my Build Short Term Rental Wealth Facebook group. <laughs> oh, it's the it. official opening day of summer bookings on Christmas Day. Yeah. That is literally six months in advance. And if you don't take advantage of it, you're leaving meat on the bone. Yeah. So you're always digging the wild before you're thirsty, Bill. That's what you're doing. You know? It's a hundred percent. It's all about seasonality. It's getting ahead of everybody else, right? We want to be at the top of the funnel. And that's the other thing, identifying your traffic source within your market, right? So what, what's your traffic source? And when you know what your traffic source is, like literally for you, the number one thing in Joshua Tree, what's the two biggest weeks of the year? Coachella and Stagecoach, yeah. right? So you yeah. got Coachella and Stagecoach. So we know that's typically in the spring, I believe, right? March or April. So when are the acts going to be released? Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. So you should have your whole oh. fucking marketing mm -hmm. campaign Built ready before. to go oh. and ready to implement with a graphic. Like when they announce Red Hot Chili Peppers, Little Wayne, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's like breaking. That's what Ryan Reynolds has done with all of his businesses. He doesn't, he's not the best marketer in the world but he's the fastest. So when, when these compression events are coming in and you can, as soon as they're announced, like I'm waiting for Hangout Fest in Gulf Shores. Oh, yeah? I know yeah. that Shaul will typically in January, he announces the lineup, but I have a Google alert set. As soon as that hits, boom, I am announcing that an email. I'm announcing, I'm running a Facebook ad and, I'm, and I've got where my Dragonfly is an example during the summer. Mm -hmm. I charge about $2,200 to $2,400 a night for that property. For his hangout fest for four nights, it used to be $5,000 a night. Going into this year, it's $7,500 a night because I've sold out way too soon because of this strategy, right? So I can literally go in and triple 3X, my really probably almost three and a half to 4X, my highest peak nightly rate by being proactive and understanding and getting that marketing out quickly because somebody will book it. 100%. Thank you so much, Bill. That is awesome advice. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you or get into your Facebook group or whatever? Billfaith.com. That's F-A-E-T-H, Billfaith.com. Buildstrwealth.com. Wealth is my Facebook group. There's over 31,000 yep. hosts in there. And Be Faith or Instagram is Billfaith73. Those are, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, Facebook, you what? name it. I'm on a lot of social places for an old man. TikTok? There, Damn. Okay. So you can find him on TikTok. He's I'll bet I got more followers on TikTok than you do. You <laughs> want to bet? You probably do. I suck at TikTok. So it's interesting, man. I know we're done, but TikTok, I believe, is going to take over Instagram, specifically for Gen Z and millennials, probably in, in the next one to two years. You heard it here second. Gary V was first. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. And appreciate a second, first person to come on for a second time. Crushed it. Thank you so much, man. Peace. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Patrick Real Estate Show. If you found this episode helpful, please give us a follow and leave us a five-star review. Your support truly means a lot. And connect with Patrick in the show notes below. Until next time.